Only four games to discuss, but I reckon we can give the Iceman plenty of editing time. It's the 89th edition of the Fancy Football Surgery Podcast. Right, welcome back again, ladies and gentlemen. We are heading into game week 31 with uh, only four fixtures to talk about. Plenty of goals over the past weekend, though, so we're going to see how the surgeons fared. First of all, welcoming back the editor, the Iceman. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying your your starts, your little intros now. They're getting better and better. Yeah, it's, it's a bit better than just saying it's the 70th pod, etc. Yeah, people probably get bored of that, uh, don't they? I, I think we should uh, do a poll on Twitter. If there's anything people want me to say at the start, then I'm, I'm happy to uh, to consider it. Yeah, yeah go on, I'll, I'll do a poll this week. All right, let's, let's see. If we can stitch me up again. Yeah, um, but for a, a game week like this, where a lot of tactical, I suppose, uh, play needs to be considered, uh, particularly about the impact it's going to have on the rest of your season, with only seven game weeks left after this, potentially, um, who better than Mr. Ben Krellin to join us today? Absolutely great history in FPL, really consistent. Some of you may have heard him on previous pods. Ben, welcome. Thanks for having me. Brilliant. Ben, for those of you, those of the listeners out there who haven't heard of you, tell them a bit about yourself, how you got into FPL, why you love it, how you've done in it, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, well, I've been playing FPL since the 2007-8 season. I just saw some people in lower six who were playing it and I just decided to get involved when I was in upper six. Um, I just played for fun back then and didn't do that well. But I started playing for money in 2011-12. And since then, I've had six consecutive top 50k finishes and since the chips have come in i've, I've got like 5k in 2015-16 and a 2000th finish in um in last season so i'm sitting on 100,000th overall at the minute and just looking to try and get into the top 25k if possible and we'll see how we go yeah see people normally just consider you as a like an fpl blank and double game week guru don't they i mean that's that's on your twitter but you've you've actually got a really decent record and finishing quite high i mean two top 5k finishes in the last two years is pretty strong yeah um i started doing the predicting the blanks and the double game weeks using spreadsheets uh two years ago when the chips got introduced the new bench boost and triple captain i normally do really well out of the double game weeks because i'm kind of stubborn start the season and, and don't really get on the bandwagon until I need to and then I try and like pick it up and, and get some momentum going when the double game weeks come around Interesting stuff, so I'll be looking forward to uh, quizzing you on your tactics and how you do things as we go on through the pod Ben, but absolutely great history there and again, another great guest, Iceman someone we can all try and move up learning from so let's have a quick review of how we got on in this game week. Iceman, how was it for you? Yeah, it was, uh, well, I suppose it was pretty average, really. It started off really well. I mean, I was really wanting to hold my transfer, but eventually I kind of thought Davis is going to be out. So I was looking at a defender to bring in, and I thought I needed someone that is playing in game week 31. So I opted to look at the Everton defence, and I wanted Coleman quite badly. And I was like, well, I can't really fit him in. I know that Baines was back on the bench so I took a massive punt and brought in Baines and uh, yeah it worked out really nicely got that 12 points for him Uh, so yeah of interest how much is Baines costing people nowadays so Baines is 5.6 so yeah not bad bit of a distance from uh, Coleman who is 6.4 I believe 
so yeah, only because I couldn't afford him, but it worked out really nicely in the end. I remember uh, a season when uh, Baines was seven point five at one point. He was so selected. Yeah, so cheap now, isn't he? So, and he could be on penalties as well because uh, Rooney missed the penalty in the last game. Uh, yeah, so I had Fabianski in goal, get me in nine, and our captains came like most did, who came off after thirty minutes and is now injured. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm up to 4K overall now, so yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, 4K overall now, so still doing pretty decent. I know you had a couple of game weeks that didn't go so well, so clearly they haven't affected you that badly. Yeah, yeah, back up again. Good stuff, okay. Um, well, I'll quickly go through my team. I had a bit of a better week in the grand scheme of averages, and actually, because I'm a lot lower down than you, Iceman, I jumped 70,000 places for a score of 51, which was uh, 10 above the average. So it just goes to show when you're in the pits of things, how quickly you can move up. Big performance for me, Otamendi. The good news that Sterling played uh, got me a six. I had me at the back. And also, my transfer in for this week, on the last pod we were kind of debating about Huddersfield. I committed to Zanka and got a seven off him. My big differential, I think, was Mkhitaryan with a 13. So I was actually quite happy about that heading into uh, the next game week. Yeah, Zanka was a strong move in the end, really, wasn't it? Because Huddersfield, they've not <laughs> renowned for their clean sheets and... You got a nice little bonus point for you, isn't it? Well, they were at the start of the season, weren't they? Wagner had them, you know, really solid at the back there. So I thought I'd jump on a on a potential upturn in form. And I think their their next few fixtures, they've got potential. I think get a clean sheet against Swansea, who are playing a bit better. They've got Palace and then Newcastle away. So yeah, potential for extra points there. Yeah. Ben, how did you get on? I had quite a good game week. I am. Um... I've been trying to get into the top 100k for like seven game weeks and almost getting there. And I finally broke into the top 100k this week. I jumped from 113,000 to 97,000 overall uh, with 48 points. Keeping faith with Scrod and Mustafi finally paid off. We got the, we got the goal. Um, and then I, I had Coleman and Pitchard as my transfers in and I sold, sold off a Mendy. So it was kind of an average trans- transfers, but I had Mane, I had Norton with a clean sheet and Vardy. So it's a decent game week. Ah, you're a Vardy owner. Yeah, I'm sticking with him. He's he's got a good fixtures. Just those yeah. yellow card yellow cards when he scores goals, just ruining his bonus points, which is just to ask you on that, Ben, because um, one of the discussions that we had over the last few weeks has been around not Vardy so much, but Mares for Leicester, because uh, the two last guests I want have suggested that actually Mares was worth putting in a few weeks ago because his total points all would probably be higher than someone playing in game week 31, barring maybe the Liverpool players. What was your view on that with Leicester? Yeah, well, I already had Vardy. I've, I've had him for quite a while now. Um, so that that kind of persuaded me not to double up and, and get Mahrez. Um I think I started planning for game week 31 way back in game week 24. Um, wow, okay. And I decided to get to get Mane at that point. And I, I almost went for Mahrez. So that might have been a bit of a mistake. But yeah, Vardy's been okay. Um, I think that's a good shout to be honest yeah but Mahrez has been sensational hasn't he really so um, that's a bit of a regret but I've done okay since I started planning for game week 31 I think I was I was ranked 145k in game week 24 and my ranks increased by just bringing in blank game week players yeah I'm just looking at your team you've got like Loads of blank game week players. Not, not quite. Um, I've got nine non-blank game week players. So, so I've got nine who have got a game next week with one free transfer. So I might, I might actually take a take a hit to get um, a full eleven out. Interesting. So actually, a lot of people, because again, another guest came on here and basically wrote off game week thirty-one and said it's it's not even worth thinking about because so many people 
won't be you know focusing on it and everyone will have about the average amount of players but your view has actually been to really take advantage of the 11. Well yeah I mean I, I brought in the teams at the, the, the players and the teams at the right time like I brought in Dawson a few game weeks ago because I noticed he had good uh, West Brom had good fixtures a few game weeks ago and he got a goal straight away so that was quite lucky. It hasn't really been the players that I brought in. It's been more like getting the right captaincy pick between Salah and Kane. It's kept kept me afloat. I've picked Salah every week apart from last week, and that's been keeping my rank like increasing. So I'm doing okay. It's funny how we all still got it wrong, and we should have captained Salah this week. <laughs> we would have been a lot better off. Yeah, I think the, Kane's been a bit of a tease this season. So he goes on these runs of form where he is, he doesn't just score; he scores several. And then he goes quiet for a few games. You're just like, oh, just cannot predict it. He's a right pain, isn't he? He is a pain. Uh, hopefully be fit for England for the World Cup, though. Yeah. And any, do you know any news on his injury? I've got to say, I haven't checked this out. But, uh, <laughs> he's, he's due a scan. Uh, it's the same ankle he's done before. so it's... But, yeah, I mean, his ankle was too swollen today, I think, to even do the scan. So oh, really? Di- oh, different newspapers are reporting different things. Like the Daily Mirror <laughs> saying he's going to be out until May. Other papers are saying he's out for a month, but... And, and then the Guardian just said we'll have to wait until the results of the scan, <laughs> but we'll see. He's definitely going to miss these internationals, I would have thought, for England. Yeah, I wonder what Ben's saying. Oh, he's actually put up, yeah, sideline 26 days, it's saying there. Mm, interesting. Uh, mm. Oh, no, no, it's not 26 days. Sorry, he's just put a record of what happened in 2014, where it happened, ankle injury. Uh, in 2016, ankle injury again, and then in 2017, another ankle injury, and then this year against Bournemouth, another ankle injury. So the same one. So it's very consistent. The, the big question is: Is he going to be back for the, the double game week in game week 34? <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. just just over a month away now, and uh, that'll change things. I mean, people with not much value left in their squad, that'd be quite useful. If, if Kane wasn't available, they'll have more money to spend. Well, be interesting because I think uh, double game week thirty-seven is probably one of the, the good ones for Tottenham to go for, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how they're doing. I mean, they might have they might rest players for the the FA Cup at that point because um, we're out of Europe now. I don't know. They, they might have already secured Champions League football by then, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Yeah, I think all good points there, chap. So, um, okay, well, that's probably the longest we've taken reviewing teams before, but some good stuff in there already, probably a sign of what's to come in the pod. Um, let's see how the top 10's looking in the mini-league. Uh, again, I love watching this rivalry. So we've got Thiago Costa has jumped back into the top 10 and the rival Costa has fallen to 11. Oh, so nice. close together. Um, I actually saw a tweet this week about how they, uh, how they do their team. So uh, quite amusing stuff. Ninth place, we've got Marco De Benedictis. And eighth, we've got Andrew Redmond. Seventh, Andrew Ferguson. Sixth, Georgie Bozhinov. Fifth, Stevie Sunshine. Four, Joe Stone. Third, our last guest, David Isaac. And uh, second, Demir Tenay. In first place, Rizwan Chowdhury. So very close at the top there. Demir, only three points behind Rizwan, who is actually top, actually sixth overall. I just looked at his ranking. So really tight mini-league this year yeah Demir's doing better now he's not got the podcast jinx completely then where we've ruined his season so he's done all right this week excellent news sorry about that uh, Demir <laughs> right just a couple of things to mention then so uh, just to mention our Patreon followers so Ollie Doyle congratulations you win the February prize draw a prize on the way to you and we can also confirm that 
Iceman, have you sent out the other two, Mats? Uh, I've sent out one to, uh, yeah, FPL Stato and uh, Ian Horton, FPL Hortz. Uh, they'll both be getting their coasters. Also, Ollie Doyle, could you please send me your address so that I can actually send it to you? Just send it to ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com or just hit me up on Twitter at ff underscore surgery and then, yeah, I can get that sent through to you. Just to be clear, these are exclusive uh, fantasy football surgery podcast oh, top coasters. Yeah, top, top stuff. stuff. Great craftsmanship. It's not just like a random kitchen coaster with, with a crap pattern. On yeah, it. I use it every day at work, and it works perfectly. Holds my cup very steady, yeah. and uh, yeah, keeps it level. So yeah, it's good. And this is a man that lives on caffeine. So oh, yeah, every day, nonstop. Uh, lots of use. Excellent stuff, Iceman. Right, let's move on to the main content of the pod this week. So we have been thrown the curveball <laughs> of a four-game game week. Um, so actually, what we're going to do is things in reverse. We are going to answer specific questions from Twitter, drawing on Ben's expertise. And then if we've got anything left in the pot, we'll talk through the fixtures. After this game week, you've got a bit of a break until the next one, a couple of weeks. So let's take advantage of this one. Iceman, do you want to uh, get us started with the questions? Yeah, so we've got loads of questions coming through from Twitter, so thanks very much for all the questions. So just going from the Game Week 31 questions specifically, so we've got one here from Zizou. He is saying nine players enough for Game Week 31. So there's quite a few people kind of asking the same question. There's one here, four blank Game Week 31, eight players and no hit, nine players for a minus four, or ten players for a minus eight. So I suppose the overall question which we're kind of looking at here is how many players do you think is best to have for this particular game week and I suppose it is depending on how many hits you need to take for it. Ben what, what's your thoughts on uh, how many players you need for this game week uh, specifically do you feel, feel like if you've not got eight or something like that that you need to take hits for it what's your opinion on that being a blank game week and double game week guru well obviously I've, I've planned to try and avoid having to take hits but um i'm still thinking about taking a, a hit but i mean if you've got eight players i'd probably be tempted to take one one hit to make it to nine but don't go too overboard on the hits because most people won't have the, like the majority of people the average might be about seven or eight if, you, if you've got nine players with a hit then you should be okay i mean looking at projections for who, who might score the most points there's only a few players who are actually projected to score above four points. That That's according to Fantasy Football Scouts, make my team too old. Like, you could take a hit if to get Shaqiri maybe or, or Stanislas, but outside of that, it might not really be worth taking a hit. Okay, so what position are you in at the moment? You're on the nine players, did you say? Before? Yeah, I've, I've just got nine with um, with one free transfer. So I will have 10, and then I think I might take a hit to get uh, Butland. Oh, okay, to get 11, yeah. So that's the thing. Um, some people are saying whether it's points taking a hit for defenders or keepers. Well, I think Butland is just a, like a bit of a special situation. If you look at the saves he's made over the recent weeks, he really he's done much better than the other available goalkeepers. And he could, even if he concedes, he could get three points quite easily. But if he keeps a clean sheet, he could get the bonus points and the save points and he could get double figures even. Yeah, P- Bully, what's your, what's your thoughts on this then? How many players have you got currently? I've, I've got eight because I, um, there's probably more of the idea that I looked at the game week fixtures and thought, even if I prepare for this, I still don't see that much potential for high scores. I think that the Butland point is a good one for Stoke, but also I'm thinking about the aftermath of this because whatever you do for this week, you're going to have to undo for the weeks following, which is a straightforward 
common sense points. But um, I, I think I'm agreeing with Ben. I think if you have seven to eight players, based on the majority, I think you'd be within the average there. Um, I definitely would take a minus four for the sake of a ninth. But I wouldn't probably go anything beyond that. Because again, if we look at players with a ceiling to score high, most of these teams are going to have Liverpool players in already. So unless you've only got two Liverpool players, in that case, I probably would take a minus four. But for the other seven involved, see anyone who's really got a, a ceiling that would justify, you know, minus eight's worth of hits. Yeah, I suppose I think this game week's going to be a matter of kind of getting the core players. Yeah, you've got to have three Liverpool, as you said, whether that's going for three attackers or two attackers and one defender. I do think the the two attackers and one defender is probably the best option. Which players do you think are the, the core ones you need to go for? For the likes of Shakiri, maybe Stanislas? There's not that many, but which ones would you say uh, are the ones to go for? Um, yeah, I mean, Shakiri is one that I don't own. I'm going to be worried about not, not owning because he's quite highly owned already and he's done quite well recently. Um, I think... The strikers are interesting. Um, Mounier for Huddersfield has looked good recently, and Crystal Palace have not, their defence is quite un, un, unhealthy, like they've got a few injuries there. Um, so they might do quite well at home there. Um, and then can you trust the Bournemouth striker? Can you get Wilson or Josh King? You saw Josh King was left out because of a neck injury and came on off, off the bench uh, last weekend. So will he regain his, his place? And then they've got Mousset, Mousset who, who looked quite good. The weekend, he might keep his place and, and force Wilson out. It's quite hard to predict that one. Yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't trust a Bournemouth defender though, because they just—they've looked really shaky and conceding lots of chances. Um, they're, they're much more—they're much more um, trustworthy going going forward than at the back. I'd say Bournemouth, even yeah. though they've got quite a good fixture. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think I'm going to be bringing in a Bournemouth defender at all. I mean, I, I tried to look into, I mean, you, you've raised the striker conundrum there. I mean, like, Firmino is definitely the one to go for. And if you haven't got him, you need him in your team. But I, I looked at the shots conceded, maybe like the, the recent form of all these teams and the shots conceded for Crystal Palace, Stoke, Bournemouth and West Brom have all been around the 60s, oh, and Everton around the 60s. Uh, Watford, Huddersfield and Liverpool are all looking quite good in terms of shots conceded around the 30 mark or below. But it's actually Crystal Palace, which is the highest with 69. So you do mention there that Crystal Palace have had some recent injuries in defence and you know that they're conceding every game. I do think that Mounier will be a shout this week. So I kind of looked at the, the stats on, on target and he is right up there in terms of shots. On, right up. He's right up there in terms of attempts on goal in the last four. He's actually even further up than Firmino. In fact, he's at the top just above Aguero and Rondon. So it goes Mounier with 14 attempts in the last four. Aguero with 12 and Rondon with 12. And then Firmino with 10. So it just shows that he is in and about that penalty area and just getting loads of chances. So I was just checking out the actual shots on target per team and Huddersfield are actually second to Liverpool out of these eight teams within the last four with 18 attempts on target. So it shows that they are a real attacking team. So I wouldn't necessarily bank on their defence though. A lot of people have been looking at their defence to go to, like you did this week, Ball. 
I just yeah. I think that the cleaning they got against Swansea might be a bit skewed due to uh, IU being sent off because Swansea were just determined not to let them score, so just more or less parking the bus and making sure. I mean, like the stats in that game were ridiculous. It was like eighty percent possession to Huddersfield. And they ended up with 30 attempts on goal in, in that game. So it just shows that this may actually skew people's opinion on Huddersfield defence. And I'm, I'm not sure that they're a go-to. I still think Palace do have goals in them. But uh, going back to the, the strikers again, I do think, as you mentioned, Mounier, I would say that out of the strikers, that uh, he would probably be the best one to go for. Yeah, I'm definitely agreeing with that. Um because I've got Harry Kane at the minute and I'm looking to sell him for a one-week punt at a, a forward and then going from that forward to Aubameyang in the following game week. So Mounier is the one that I'm going for, I think. Um, that's my definite transfer for the week and then the only choice I've got is whether I take a hit to get um, to get the Stoke goalkeeper. But um, yeah, Mounier ahead of the Bournemouth strikers, I, I think um, he looks good. Yeah, see, I, I was absolutely nailed on bringing ben, Benteke in, but I have studied the stats and, and I've watched him at eye level and I've just thought, well, Munio just seems to be pulling the strings at the moment. I think that he is probably due in this game. So, yeah, I think that he is probably an option for me because I've got the conundrum here where I've only got actual six players that uh, are actually playing this game week. So I'm in a, in a bit of a hole here. So uh, whereas I feel like I'm only going to end up with eight with a minus four. In answer to that previous question, which we have for those listeners, I think that if you're, if you've got eight players with no hit, if they're all kind of core players and decent players, I would probably take, take a hit for another striker or midfielder, but I wouldn't do it for a defender. Uh, that makes, that makes sense. I mean, neither of the, these teams can really defend that well, really. Um, Everson are poor away from home. I mean, Stoke, you might back them to get a clean sheet, but I wouldn't, take a hit for a regular defender. I mean, the goalkeeper's a different situation. Um, I'm just looking at the the odds for keeping a clean sheet and you've got Liverpool who are about 37% chance of keeping a clean sheet, but then the next best is Bournemouth at 38% and the rest of them are are all tied like between 30 and 38% and then obviously Watford are way down and and West Brom are quite far down as well. But you're going to have to get lucky if you're taking a hit for a Crystal Palace defender or a Stoke defender, I think, or Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Okay, so going to uh, move on to the next question from Mo Hazari. He says, in your opinion, can you rate the eight blank game week teams from one to eight in terms of best attacking potential and best defensive potential? So kind of a long question that I think we'll do like the top four. So what what are your thoughts on all these teams? If you're just looking at the fixtures now, obviously you're going to have Liverpool at the top for both of them in terms of defensive and attacking. But who would you put just below that? Billy, I'm going to go to you first. What, how would you rank it? Looking at this, um, like you say, Liverpool, absolutely number one here. I'd actually probably say after that, I'm looking at Bournemouth. Yeah. What for, are you talking just, about attacking now, are you? I am talking about attacking, yeah, definitely, because um, just seeing him play recently, I like. I, I think Wilson and King up top have shown promise, if nothing else, in the last few weeks. And that game against West Brom, who just looks, you know, just sorry at the moment, whatever happens. Um, so I, I fancy, because if I look at the other fixtures, none of the other teams really are in the form that I think that anyone's going to score particularly highly. So I'd probably say Bournemouth. Then I would go Everton after that. Yeah, and then looking at Palace's back four, 
uh, how that's been crumbled recently, I'd probably say Huddersfield. So I'd go Liverpool, Bournemouth, Everton, Huddersfield. Yeah, cool. Um, ben, what order would you put it in? Well, I've just based it on the, the odds of the goal scoring and obviously Liverpool are top. Bournemouth are second. Actually, the bookmakers fancy Crystal Palace um, is the third most likely to score. I suppose that's to do with, with Zaha coming back and yeah. Palace is so, so much better when Zaha plays. Um, they've got a 75% chance. Loftus-Cheek's due back as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He's, he could make a difference too. So, obviously, that's going to be a, quite a tight game. Huddersfield against Crystal Palace with both teams really needing to win. Well, Crystal Palace more so needing, needing to win to get out of the relegation zone. Um, Huddersfield, you'd think they're maybe like one or two wins away from safety. So, it'll be a high-pressure game and we'll see how the teams react to the pressure. Stoke... Probably the fourth most likely to score, and then then Huddersfield. So the the ranks for the betting, uh, if yeah. you've got them in front of you, do you want to just go through them again? Okay, this is percentage chance to score according to the bookies. Um, this is just William Hill odds. Liverpool and ninety percent chance to score. Bournemouth seventy seven percent. Crystal Palace seventy six percent. Stoke sixty nine percent. Huddersfield sixty four percent. Everton sixty three. West Brom sixty two. And Watford forty three. Yeah, that sounds pretty fair. All that really. I mean, just looking from the the stats, which I did have a look at with just from the last four games, I do think Huddersfield's stats are a little bit skewed, as I mentioned with that uh, IU sending off. They've kind of put them up into second place for attempts and shots on goal. Maybe that has altered it a little bit more. But I do think they're in contention a little bit more than maybe like Everton, etc. But as you mentioned, I'll probably have it in the same order. Liverpool. Bournemouth, I'd actually probably put Everton up there. I do think they're promising. They've got their back four. Their original back four is now back in terms of Jagielka, Baines, Coleman. And then obviously they've got Keane in there as well. So they've got their strongest back line back. So bring some kind of order back into the team as well. And I do think Baines going forward is is pretty good. So I do think they're they're right up there. Then I would probably put the likes of Crystal Palace and and Watford. I mean, you you are looking at Stoke and West Brom down at the bottom. And that does show in terms of stats as well. Whereas Stoke's actually below West Brom in terms of shots on target in the last four. Um, But yeah, that's kind of the order which we're kind of... But what I suppose it will kind of be the same order for defensive. Have you got the defensive odds there as well, Ben? Yeah, I do have them. Um, Liverpool, obviously, the most likely. They have 57% chance to keep a clean sheet. Uh, then, then Bournemouth, 38%. Stoke, 36%. Crystal Palace, 36 Everton, 31 Huddersfield, 24 West Brom 23 and Watford 9% chance. Yeah, see, I noticed that Stoke's actually quite high up there in the I think it's because just the implications of the game, like what each team has to play for. I mean, Big Big Sam was brought into Everton just for survival, just to make sure they survive. And with that win over Bryson at the weekend, they got to 37 points and you think that's enough. And this is the game that that Stoke really need to win. So it'll be interesting to see, like, will they handle the pressure? Will they absolutely go for it? Well, Everton relax a bit because they, they're pretty much safe now. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Um, just going back to the Twitter questions, just to kind of incorporate it in. So we had Mark Bison kind of ask the, the same question and taking a hit. Uh, we do think if you're going for an attacker player, then yeah. Uh, Pedro Gomez also saying the same thing. Should I take a minus eight to field eight? Also, or should he use a free hit? See, this is the, now in the thinking of 
are players using a free hit for this week? I do think that this is coming into pre-planning. I mean, I've always intended to use the free hit in the blank game week 35 and then use my chips in terms of bench boost and triple captain in the double game weeks just to maximise the amount of points which I can get and kind of load up my players for this blank game week. Obviously, I haven't done it to the best I could because I was looking at this game week in, in mind, but I didn't want to just completely disregard the, the other players around it. I mean, if I would have got Mares in, I would have been flying. I got Ericsson in instead. I'm not flying, but he's got me the odd assist here and there. But what are your thoughts on how many players you need in terms of how many hits you'll need to make or whether you actually use the free hit here because some people that they don't actually plan too much in, in advance and kind of feel like they might have to use that free hit what's your opinions on that then i think if if you're using free transfers you can only get to six players say i think that's the cutoff and i think six or below then you should probably use the free hit but bear in mind that you will, your team will obviously return in game week 32 to the, the team you had this week. And if you've got, say, Harry Kane, obviously, and Jordan Ayew, they'll have a ban and probably a long-term injury. So you, you might not be happy to have that team when it comes back to it. I mean, it, so it depends on what your team is like. But I would say if you've got seven players um, with free transfers, then that, that's probably enough enough players to have without needing to use a free hit. Yeah. And, and Billy, what's your opinions on that, the free hit for this game week? I think there's going to be better times to use it later in the season. I really do. I think there's going to be other opportunities. I think if you had two or three top four teams playing this game week, I would say yes. But I just don't think the scoring potential is there enough in defences or attacks to justify giving up quite a precious chip. Yeah, yeah. I'd almost rather use that when there's a full gambit of teams to choose from. Yeah, It's tactics, isn't it, at the end of the day? Because you could actually... I did this last year. I, I put in Benteke in a double game week when... Very few had him and captain him, and it was the differential that like put me right up. But I just don't see the potential enough in this to justify such a kind of precious chip. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So moving on to the next question, FPL planners. Just but what is the best formation for game week thirty-one in your opinion? If you have ten players, so it looks like he's got a few options there. So he's going three four three or three five two. Can't see any point in playing four defenders with those fixtures, or is there? So I suppose he's raising the question again of uh, whether to actually play the am defenders I, on. Am I, am I being really stupid here? If you've got ten players. Surely it's only the 10 players you're going to put on the pitch anyway? <laughs> yeah, the goalkeeper doesn't change the formation, does it? No. no so, no. yeah. Um, I think 3 5 2 is probably the best formation. Like we've, we've said, uh, Firmino and Mounier might be two great forwards to have. And then there are some really good midfield options like Shakiri and Stanislas, obviously Salah and Mane. And they might want to throw in Zaha to that because he's on form and got back to full fitness. Um, so I think I'd rather have five midfielders and three attackers. Yeah, I, th- I, I agree with you there. I think it's all about the mid- midfielders. If you've if you've got your your strikers, I mean, if if I'm just looking at the the stats of the strikers and midfielders, I'll, I'll I'll just list them down here. So as I mentioned, Munier's there at the top in the last four with uh, Rondon behind, then Firmino, then Benteke, then Serloff. 
then Dini, and then it, it all seems to kind of tail off in terms of uh, Mousset, Rodriguez, Rooney, Tucson, and Nyase around about the same amount of attempts on goal in the last, you know, just about five each in the last four. So not really rocking up with any stats. So I think the players which you need to be looking up up front is probably Christian Benteke, Firmino, and, and Mounier. People still have Wilson, and they are playing West Brom. And they just seem to be on a downhill spiral at the moment. But I, d- I did actually think that West Brom played quite well in the last game. I know they lost, what was it, 4-1 in the end. But they were giving it a good go. And they just kind of capitulated towards the end. But I think that West Brom have got a team that can stop Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, they, they showed some fights against Watford in the week before as well. They were nil-nil and they had the best of the chances I'd say and then Watford got that really late goal to, to win it at the end and that kind of broke their hearts a bit yeah um are they are they gonna really try have they given up hope you think yet or I suppose they they still have to try their best to, to win their games no I, I, yeah, I feel like they've, they've got it in them that's why I mean I was gonna load up on the the Bournemouth I was just gonna the punt on Wilson and who knows maybe Wilson will score he did score an offside uh, well he got a goal disallowed in the last game didn't he against Spurs uh, he could may well score in this game I just can't see a massive haul from Bournemouth in this particular game the only thing is as well looking at all these players which you're bringing in it does depend whether you're uh, either wild carding in game week 32 or whether you're waiting to wild card in game week 33 or whether you don't have your wild card so you've got to kind of look at the fixtures afterwards as well and yeah that's that's absolutely correct yeah and um, and Bournemouth do play who do they play they play Watford what, in game Watford week away and then yeah. Crystal Palace at home so they're, yeah they're, they're not bad fixtures whereas like the likes of Crystal Palace and Everton they play Everton play Man City in game week 32 and Crystal Palace play Liverpool and then I think Stoke play Arsenal. Huddersfield they've got not a bad fixture in game week 32 in terms of Newcastle it is away. Uh, Watford. Bournemouth just, they, they've got Bournemouth haven't they? Wa- yeah, so. Watford have great fixtures it, it's um, Bournemouth at home in, in 32 and Burnley at home in 33. And Huddersfield and, uh, Crystal Palace yeah. Yeah I'm, I'm, I'm potentially going to free hit in game week 34 so I've been looking at players who have good um, t- good fixtures in 32, 33 and 35 and what Watford have Crystal Palace at home in game week 35 so I'm hoping that Ducour De- can come up with a goal in one of those games Okay, so do you want to just we'll, we'll go into like another question here do you want to just list how you are going to use your chips towards the end of the season? Okay, well I used my triple captain on Harry Kane in double game week 22 that, so that didn't go that, that well but it's given me options for later in the season I quite like the idea of playing a free hit in game week 34 because, like I said, Watford have great fixtures in 32, 33, 35. Liverpool have decent fixtures. Um, even West Brom have all home games in those weeks. And then I would play my wild card in game week 36 and then uh, bench boost in 37. That that allows me to like have two custom-made teams in the two double game weeks, which I think could be quite useful. Yeah. But obviously, if you've got all your chips available, you have you have to play your bench boost in one of the double game weeks and triple captain in the other one, and that kind of restricts you to playing your free hit in either blank game week 35 or this blank game week if you have to. But blank blank game week 35 is the best time to play your free hit if you've got all your chips because of the double game weeks either side of it. 
Yeah, well, that's that's exactly the strategy which I'm hoping to use, and which I've kind of planned to use at the moment. Billy, what's your what's your thoughts on on the rest of your? Have you changed your mind with with anything at the moment, or are you? Sorry, so wild carding in thirty four. I'm still looking to save the uh, the free hits until the last game week of the season. I really fancy that just to laugh on the last day, even with this uh, blank game week in thirty five. Possibly just for something different, but we'll see. I'm still, I'm, I'm really undecided with this at the moment. Sorry, Ben, you were going to say something. Oh, well, um, I just think that the free hit is one of the most useful things about it is like the, the boomerang aspect of it, that you can return to your original team the next week. And so if you play it in a double game week, sandwiched between two blank game weeks, so say 34, you get back to your, your team that you want in the blank. Or if you play it in a blank sandwich between two double game weeks, in blank game week 35, then you can keep all the players who have double game weeks in both 34 and 37, and you can attack both both double yeah. game weeks. To be fair, that's a much better rationale than my last day of the season laugh. Yeah, yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the last game of the, last game of the season is a bit of a gamble, so I don't think you want to be using a chip, a really valuable chip, on such a gambly game week where anything can happen. Yeah, so, I think that's probably better advice. So, what about people with a wild card which have got no free hit? We've got Larry Larry McCormick just asked here, which is the best game week to wild card for if you have no free hit? What's your opinion on that one? Um, if you've got a wild card and no free hit, I think you should probably wild card in game week thirty-two, and then try and plan your transfers <laughs> so that you can manage the double game weeks and the um, the blank game week. So there'll be some teams who have a double in 34, but don't have a blank in, in 35. And that's all going to be probably announced next Monday. Um, the Premier League said that they'd reschedule the um, Game Week 31 blanks and they'll announce them next Monday and hopefully we might get the other blanks announced then too. So during the international break, you can maybe play your wild card, you can think about your team and, and plan your transfers and use that break to, to really think about what you're going to do. Yeah, see, see, that's the question of whether I uh, use my wild card in game week 32 or 33. And I've always kind of looked at it as I want to use it in game week 32 because then I can maximise on all my players, use Kane's price to my benefit because I'm going to be removing him. So I'll use all his money, which I've got invested in him, to spread around my team. But the thing is, if... I use it in game week 33. I'll, I'll have more knowledge and it kind of gives me another little punt I can use for game week 32. But it's, it's that cane injury which is kind of stopping me and, and kind of changing my mind because I'll also have the benefit if we, if I do it in game week 32 that I can save a transfer in game week 33. So I can have two transfers for game week 34. And we've also got that international break where you can kind of, uh, if you've used a wild card before in an international break, you can kind of benefit from the price rises. If you keep track of the price rises, bring them in at the right time, even if they're players you don't want. If they go up two point millions, then you get back point million. So you actually gain money out of it. So that's kind of the plan. So at the moment, I am leaning towards the Gaming 32 wild card as someone who's got all of his chips. And I think that that's probably going to be the most profitable. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that for the reasons that you stated. I mean, I might change my mind about my free hit strategy. Um, it just depends on when, when the double game weeks are positioned, and which fix is going to 37, which is going to 34. But um, I can make a decision that on that over the international break, and I can maybe try and create a wildcard team and see whether I like it or not. But um, I think I would do it in game week 32. Yeah, 
Okay, cool. I hope that answers your question as well, Dean Macy. He asked a very similar question there. So I suppose the Kane conundrum is the thing here. So uh, someone's asking here um, whether to keep Kane on wildcard in game week 32 or no. So I suppose it does matter how long he is out. And by the looks of it, you're taking him out. Is that right, Ben? Spread, spread in those funds. Are you, are you yeah, waiting even, on news? or? Well, even before um, the injury, I was planning on transferring him out because... Tottenham have quite tough fixtures. They have Chelsea away in 32 and Stoke away, which I don't know if that'll be tough, but that's in 33. And then my plan was to go to Kane to Aubameyang because of Arsenal's great fixtures in um, 32 and 33. And then if I wanted to get Kane back on my three hit in game week 34, I could, but obviously he's injured now. So everyone's going to be maybe copying my transfer strategy and getting <laughs> over Aubameyang for, for Kane. Yes, yeah, I think that's isn't it? When you it's a great a replacement. Plan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a great you... replacement because Aubameyang is obviously not available in the Europa League, so he's guaranteed starts and guaranteed games. Yeah, yeah and you saw what he did against Watford; he got the goal, and then they've got similar home games coming up. Yeah, and he does he does actually look good. He's got good stats behind him as well. He doesn't seem to miss the target very often, and he's a, a clinical goal scorer as proven in the German league and the Bundesliga. So, Pete, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, Kane? Yeah, it's uh, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> it's heartbreaking for England, not for an Arsenal fan. No, it's not. No, I think um, yeah, I'm, I'm really liking Aubameyang myself. Um, I'm monitoring the as City progress in the Champions League. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I know Kun's been injured, but really interested to see what's going to happen with the the game time for their strikers. So I've got my eye on that at the moment. Lukaku's been a bit more form as well recently. Maybe not the same potential as. Uh, as Aubameyang, but they've gone out of Europe tonight, United. So, and uh, the Ibrahimovic effect never really affected Lukaku's game time. So, I'm actually looking at him as a differential as well. But that's someone that's lower down. Yeah, no, that's that's probably a good one to go. The thing is now, now that Kane and Aguero are both injured, a lot of people are going to be taking them out. I mean, I'm taking out Aguero this week. Maybe Kane as well. I'm only not taking them up because I don't want to take another minus four. But now that they're both injured, the template is kind of broken. Like, it was kind of feel like the template is now being formed. And I don't even feel like there will be one because so many people are going to have different opinions whether to go for Arsenal players, whether to go for the United players, or like you say, the Watford players as well. Maybe well, Ben, Ben earlier talked about Vardy. I mean, Vardy's as viable a shout as either of those at the moment while he's yeah. playing. Yeah, and they've got some decent fixtures as well. I mean, like the wild card in, in Game Week 32, we've got Peter Blake coming on next week. Um, he's going to chat through because he's going to wild card as well. That's going to be a kind of a hell of a conundrum what to go for there. But there are, there is going to be a lot of players to choose from. So it's going to be a lot of tinkering going on uh, next week, actually. But going, going back to kind of this game week, just to reel it back to the questions again. So I'm just just going to go for a nice basic one here. Nick FPL has just put Shakiri or Moy. So he's wondering whether a minus four is worth it for Shakiri. So I think that kind of brings us round to the midfielders for this particular game week itself. So what are your thoughts on the midfielders for this game week, Ben? Before you do, I'm just going to kind of list what stats I've kind of got on them at the moment, just going from the last four game weeks. Obviously, Stanislas, my man, who just can't seem to stop scoring. I, I know I big him up every week, but he is brilliant. He seems to be top of all stats at the moment for the last four, with six, 16 goal attempts, even above Mane and Salah. So they're both second and third, respectively. And then just below that is Pritchard, who you've got in your team, 
team. Ben, so kind of got a lot of hope from him at the moment. Quick one here. What did you reckon of Pritchard in the last game and, and going forward and kind of what he's, his potential? Um, yeah, there was quite a bit of a, a bandwagon for Pritchard. I saw a few people tweet about him on, on Twitter. Um, so I got him last week because of the, the great home game potential against Swansea. Um, obviously, he just got three points. He didn't really deliver in that one, um, which is quite frustrating. Um, and he's got quite good fixtures coming up around the corner. Um, just look at the schedule here. Um, so Huddersfield with Crystal Palace at home is a good one. And then two away games. I mean, Huddersfield haven't been that great away from home recently, but Newcastle away and Brighton away are really tough um, matches against struggling teams. I don't know, Moy against Shakiri in, in this particular game week, uh, the stats are so close, and but it's the ownership. It's about whether you want a differential or you want to play it safe. Shakiri's got quite high ownership. Um, i just check here. I think he's like 24%. Actually, he's 14% owned. Uh, someone like Stanislas Lass is like 1.7%, and uh, Moy is down in the single figures. He's... He's 5.4%, and, and Moy and uh, Shakiri have got very similar stats over the past few, like past four home games, um, looking at the comparison tool on Fantasy Football Scout. So it depends if you want to play it safe or, or go for it. I think Stoke have a slightly easier fixture than, than Huddersfield, um, just because of the fact that Everton hasn't got that much to play for anymore. Um, so Moy could be a good differential, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's on penalties as well, isn't he? It's whether Shakiri's on penalties or not for Stoke. Who Do we know who's on penalties for Stoke at the moment? Sure. Um, I mean, like, Charlie Adam took a penalty recently, didn't he? And <clears throat> I think everyone was kind of begging him for it to be Shakiri. So he could potentially be... Obviously, Shakiri's involved in most of their play. We all kind of know what he's capable of. It's only the fact of he often shoots from outside the area and Stoke stats for shots on goal aren't great. I, I think I would probably prefer Moy as a target due to Crystal Palace kind of being the highest for shots conceded over the last four and Huddersfield being quite high up on, on attempts on goal in the last four. I know, again, that's kind of screwed by the last game. But if it was my choice there, just between Security and Moy, I think I'd actually go Moy, just as a, a little gamble. But the ownership does kind of change it. Bully, Bully, what are your thoughts on those two? Um, I liked Moy at the start of the season. I think he does like a shot from midfield as well. So I think, it, yeah, it would be a good differential for people. Uh, maybe someone that would actually be worth taking a minus on. Yeah, and what are your thoughts on kind of the midfielder options for this week? Obviously, you've got the two in terms of Mane and Salah. For Liverpool, but who who else are we thinking are kind of ones to have? I mean, like we've kind of listed Stanislas, Pritchard, uh, Shakiri, Moy. Anyone else who who you've kind of got your eye on? Maybe no, no one that we haven't mentioned already, to be honest. Yeah, there's, there's... I, I do. As a differential, I think Ben mentioned Decore earlier, and I still really like him attacking from midfield. He's been doing it all season, coming up with assists as well. It's whether you think that Liverpool could be a little bit shakier at the back. And they do always have the potential to concede Liverpool, even though I've got Robertson. I'm really hoping for a cleanie from them. But he, he might be a good differential as well, and cheap still. Yeah, no, that's fair. Okay, we're just going to uh, finish up the Twitter questions with just one more. So we've got one here from uh, at Mike Jeske saying, any idea when Forty Towers will announce the dates of the rescheduled matches? <laughs> I've heard 19th of March. So just go through when the matches are kind of going to be scheduled, Ben, if you could. Well, um, in the in the latest um, press release, when they announced the fixture changes, the Premier League said that they envisaged, envisaged that the 
game week 31 blanks would be rescheduled, like the new dates would be announced on or around uh, Monday, March the 19th, which is next Monday. Um, and I think that they couldn't announce the game week 35 blanks then too, because the blanks will be decided by Sunday in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. And so they could, they could announce them on the Monday. And I would expect most of the game week 31 blanks to be moved to 34 and most of the 35 blanks to be moved to 37. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's one or two that are, are different, like one 31 blank goes to 37. Um, just to do with, just because of the, the, which game Sky Sports show on TV and they, they can't really show, um, four from the same week in one match. Um, so they might shuffle it around a little bit, but we'll find out next Monday, I think. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, brilliant. So it looks like the 19th is probably the, the date. Okay, so that's kind of it for, for Twitter questions for this week. Hope we've kind of helped you guys out there a little bit. Bully, do you want to take it from here? I do, Iceman. Now, I think it's fair to say we've covered all the game week fixtures. If we speak about them now, we'd just be, I think, replicating old ground. So, Iceman, why don't you take your P and then we'll sum up? Yes, brilliant. Be right back. Back in a mo. Right, okay, welcome back, Iceman. So let's just uh, sum up the main players that we put, we, uh, we called for this uh, coming smaller game week. I'm just going to run through a few of the teams, the main ones. So from Stoke, we spoke mainly about Shakiri. From Bournemouth, we talked about Wilson King and the differential Mousset. Uh, Ake might be another one to consider from them. Huddersfield, Mounier, Pritchard and Moy were our main calls there. Palace-wise, well, we're looking forward to the return of Zaha Loftus-Cheek. And uh, there's been some discussion around Benteke if you want to follow them. Uh, Everton, we talked about Walcott, Baines and Coleman back in their defence again, looking good going forward. Watford, the only real one we spoke about there was Decore as a differential option. West Brom, weren't particularly excited about them, but their defensive unit could be differential. And then Liverpool, it's your usual suspects, your Firmino's, your Mane's, your Salah, and maybe one defender if you didn't want to go all out on them. Nice sum up, boy. We also talked about what to do with Kane and a couple of the players that we, well, three main players we shouted, Aubameyang, Lukaku and Vardy as the men in form potentially with the fixtures going forward. Yeah, nice. That, that's, that's the end of the sum up. <laughs> right, chaps, we need to pick a captain for this mini game week. I think I'm predicting this is going to be unanimous, <laughs> but let's just see if there's, if there's any other calls. Ben, who are you going to captain this double game, in this, uh, sorry, small game week? Yeah, it'd be foolish to ignore Salah. You just have to go with him. It's, it's too much of a gamble to to try and play it, like be clever and go for Firmino and Mane. I think you just have to play it safe. So what I'm hearing there is if you were going to be a little bit silly or try and make up some points from doing something different, you would be st- still be sticking with Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. I think they're most likely to have a, a really big goal tally against Watford. Um, yeah, they could go nuts. Like 4-0 maybe, I don't know. But um, Mane or Firmino could, could easily get a brace. But I just, just think Salah is a safer option. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that if you're, I don't know, maybe maybe if you're in your position, Ball, and uh, you're, what are you, 300,000 at the moment? Yeah, you're looking to really capitalise on this game week, then you could potentially go for the likes of Firmino or something like that. But 
I still think in your position it's still best to go for Salah because you don't want to fall further behind and he's just well that, such that's a probably why I've fallen to where I have because the amount of game weeks where I haven't had slash not captain Salah so it's a big risk but um, I don't know I might I'll see how I'm feeling uh, the night before and <laughs> we'll go from there yeah have we got any differential captains for this week who we're thinking well the Salah will be so highly captain that, that Manny and Firmino will be differentials. Um, FPL Connect on Twitter has posted a, a little bit of an article about um, Salah versus Man- Manny and Firmino. And in the past uh, 10 games since Coutinho got sold and those three have been playing, Salah's outscored Manny on seven occasions. Manny has outscored Salah on one occasion. And then over the whole season, Salah's outscored Firmino uh, 59% of the time. Firmino's outscored Salah 28% of the time. So Salah's just... Definitely the way to, <laughs> way to no, go, I think. Yeah, Simon's a yeah. you've got some good stats there. So yeah, it's 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 all Salah, go, go, go. But I mean if if we really had to choose a total differential other than Liverpool, maybe if you're really kind of punting Stanislas, I think, is, is yeah, in great form. That's that's exactly who I was just about to shout, so I'm glad you <laughs> support me on that. He's the man, Stanislas, he's the man. Fair enough. Well, I think that's unanimous in terms of uh, captains. Um, the other part of this feature is transfer. So, Iceman, your, your transfer for the week based on this? So, I mean, I've only got the one transfer now because I used it last week for Baines, but I'm looking at Aguero out and uh, Ericsson out, and I'm planning at the moment to... I mean, it was I was thinking about King or Wilson for Bournemouth, but this pod has actually uh, convinced me to go Mounier and bring in Zaha as well. Ooh. Yeah, for Aguero and Eriksen. That leaves me with eight players this game week. No goalkeeper. And uh, I've got Kenny and Edwards, uh, who are non-playing. And I've also got Loftus-Cheek. But they're all kind of n- not really playing. So I will have eight. And yeah, I think I'm just going to go into the game week with that. Um, yeah. Nice. Ben? Well, I've already got my five midfielders locked in for this game week, so I can't have Stanislas or Shaqiri. Um I'm definitely going to sell Kane, I think, this week and get Mounier with one of my free transfers, well, with my only free transfer. And then it's whether I get um, Butland for a hit. And because I'm probably going to save my wildcard for game week 36, I'm looking at Stokes' um, home game against Burnley in game week 35 and that's kind of persuading me to, to get Butland for this blank game week and then keeping him for the next blank game week and hoping that he, he gets a clean sheet or some save points in those uh, two fixtures. Yeah, solid planning there. Very solid. I think that's uh, very sturdy. Um, I'm looking to bring in Stanislas most likely for this game week. Good old Stan. Yeah, you've, uh, you've persuaded me on him now, I spent after, after ridiculing you for, on him for many years. He just Every time he plays, he... He's incredible. So, sold. Yeah, brilliant. Right. Okay. So, I spent the, the last part of this, um, obviously, we've done the Twitter questions already. Um, for those of you listening, we're going to do a separate interview for our Patreon followers with Ben, building up that archive of great content. So, if you want to hear that, please do uh, follow us on Patreon and support the pod. But final final feature, Iceman, what's in the feedback box? Yeah, so we've got one in the feedback box here from FPL Sexy. He says, I've been listening to this for three years. I've been doing really good at FPL for three years. Coincidence? Maybe, but this is FPL. You can do the math, sucker. Hell, it's FPL. 
do a freaking algorithm for the nerds. Up the pod, hashtag right up there. So thank you very much, Brett, who has been on the podcast. We should get him back on at some point, Brett, actually. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a knowledgeable guy. And uh, as you've seen from this, he uh, loves the pod. So up the pod. Up the pod. Cheers for that, Brett. Love your feedback. Always great stuff from him on Twitter as well. Always enjoy that. So that brings us to the end of another Fancy Football Surgery podcast. Great work from our guest today, Ben. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Ben. And if you want to follow the Fancy Football Surgery podcast, let's tell you how to do it. So www.fancyfootballsurgery.com. Uh, you can now follow us on patreon.com forward slash fancy football surgery. Join the Hall of Fame and win yourself a prize in our regular draw and league. You can find us on Facebook by typing in fancy football surgery. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and uh, also listen to us on SoundCloud. Most of our social media chat goes on on Twitter at FF underscore surgery. We are also on Reddit, so give us an up the pod on there um general questions complaints and queries can go to ff surgery podcast at yahoo.com and you can also join the mini league 1173 hyphen 455 it's hotting up at the top it is indeed and ben's literally just joined as well every every time we get a guest on we get a new subscriber to the league so it's uh, just getting harder and harder to win it really is it's becoming one of the toughest mini leagues in mini leagues <laughs> it is it really is okay Iceman any final uh, words of wisdom for the listeners no nah, there's never any words we're going to have to think of a different outro we keep saying this yeah uh, okay, well in that case from all of us here at the Fantasy Football Surgery Podcast thanks for listening good luck in the mini game week hope you find something to do with the, uh, the gap in between do bother Ben for questions and we look forward to speaking to you in the next podcast Well, that's yeah. Cheers, I'm really glad to hear all of Ben's interview because uh, I was actually hoping to benefit from that. Well, you'll have to you'll have to wait until it comes out, Pete, or subscribe to us on Patreon.com. I, I might start on on, uh, on Patreon. Yeah, you can you can pledge for one dollar fifty or two dollar fifty or three dollar fifty, and you can join our Slack channel, which is booming at the moment. It seems that all of our guests which have come on have uh, joined our Slack channel as well, and it's getting loads of really good FPL content in there. Really good FPL chat. Ben, are you going to join our Slack channel as well? Yeah, I can do it. I've never, I've never used Slack before. I've heard of it. Is it just a message? It's literally just like a message. Yeah, messenger system. It's um, a little bit like, uh, I suppose I could almost say uh, MSN back in the day, but like, yeah, obviously you get it on your phone. So it's more or less like a, a Twitter group 
maybe, but you've got loads of different subgroups as well, which you can use. And we've got this nice score prediction thing, which as uh, so a fantasy football tip, uh, tipster has actually started. And he's actually logging like all of our score predictions each week. And uh, there will be a prize at the end of that as well. So that's uh, a nice little niche to bring you into the Slack channel as well. Okay, is the link to that on your website? Or? No, I will, uh, as soon as this is finished and as soon Exclusive. as, as soon as I, uh, go to bed, I will, uh, I'll invite you on, uh, I'll invite you on Slack now. In fact, if you, if you ping me across your email, just so I can copy it, then I will, I'll, I'll invite you now. Okay, I'll just do it on Twitter. I'll, I'll type in my email on this twi- Twitter thread. That we've yeah, got. that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Thanks.